Welcome to the Run Through the Endless Gray podcast. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a podcast yourself, Ads and I use the Anchor app. It's easy. It's on your phone. You can use it uh, on your tablet or computer. And it gives you everything that you need to set up your own podcast. It'll even give you some introductions and such. Um, it's a really easy way to use your own podcast. You can get sponsors, make a little bit of extra money if you want. And it's just the total package to start your own podcast. So if you're going to start anything, use Anchor. Welcome to the Run Through the Endless Gray podcast. I'm your host, Espo. Uh, Right now, I'm actually outside of my work. It's about uh, 6.50 in the morning. And I just wanted to get a show in. It's been a little while since I lasted my show. On the last show, just a quick recap. I was on vacation. I I, uh, did the show with my dad. We were just talking sports and, you know, bullshitting for uh, a little bit. And... Uh, it's been a while since I've done the show because the day I got home, um, actually the day after I got home, uh, we had a flood. It was my first day uh, going to the executive board meeting, which I was elected to the executive board, and I believe I, I discussed that on the last show. I was uh, elected to the executive board of my union. I currently seat at the warden seat, and... Um, so I went to that first meeting, and then there was a torrential downpour up in northeast Philadelphia. I didn't even really see how much rain was coming down. Uh, my wife was calling me, the basement's flooding, the basement flooding. Uh, we lost a lot of stuff. We lost a lot of furniture. We lost a lot of my baby's toys. I lost all my military documents. They were, they were in a... Um, a, a little shelving unit that that partially collapsed during the flood and I lost all my military documents that you know uh, that that was stuff that was pretty important to me but uh, the most important thing is my family so I'm just really happy that that they are safe and that um, you know everyone's happy and healthy so uh, also what happened we have the the fall of Afghanistan and another reason that I really wanted to uh, you know wait until the to do this show wait a little bit to do the show was because as a veteran and recently just got out of the military uh, my mind has been racing and that's something I'll talk about a, a little bit later on the show in one of the segments. Um, with this show, I'm going to do it in in quite a few segments because I only have a little bit of time to get it get it done today. Uh, you, you know, but this is just the opening of the show, so we'll be back in a few minutes.
Um, oh, sorry, I seem to have the hiccups right now. But uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get I'll get more into my feelings about what happened in Afghanistan, and then yesterday, Hurricane Ida came to shore. It was a cat- category four hurricane, and I'll discuss all this in separate segments of the show. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. Talk to you later. Welcome back. It's your host Espo. Uh, currently sitting in front of my job site in my truck, and I'm doing it, doing part of the show from here. I'll be doing the opening and this particular part from here. Um, let's start with the flood. So let's go over what exactly happened. Uh, the day after I got I got back from vacation, uh, went I went to work. Uh, we were getting warning all day that the northeast area of Philadelphia and Levittown and Bristol area were was under flood watch and and uh, big storm was coming. So I'm currently working out in Lower Marion, which is where I was when when it all happened. And my coworkers were saying, "Oh man, it, you know, Vinny." Uh, this is going to be this this is going to be pretty bad. I'm, we're getting a lot of reports. We're getting a lot of reports, and I didn't hear anything from my wife. She works close to the Bristol area, um, so I, I thought everything was was doing just fine. And, and Lower Marion really didn't get the storm. It's uh, Lower Marion's a little west of the city, so the areas that were affected were basically northeast area of the city and further east from the city um i drove in i drove into work and i had my first executive board meeting that that evening uh we weren't yet installed yet so um this was going to be the meeting to prepare us to take our seats so after work i drove over to 1800 spring garden street which is where our uh, our hall is it's our union hall, and at about five o'clock when the meeting started, my phone was just blowing up. It was, it was just my wife, one after another after another. Then I started getting text messages from my daughter, and I, I'm thinking to myself, man, I know, I know, you know, they know that I'm in the meeting, and that I can't take the phone call. So I got up, walked the back of the meeting, tried to be respectful. And gave my wife a call. She is she was frantic. The the basement's flooding. The basement's flooding. Now we we have um, a sump pump, but it's not in the house. And this became a big issue with the insurance later on. And I learned a lot about insurance policies and how it works, 
Uh, this is part of why I'm doing the segment right now because I want to teach my listeners what I learned about what they should look for in their insurance policies when uh, buying a house. So, my wife, uh, I get a hold of my wife, she's she's frantic, the basement's flooding, basement's flooding. So, I walk over to my president of my union and my local union and I let them know, hey, I, I gotta run. So, I leave. It took me over two hours to get home. Meanwhile, uh, I'm trying to keep in touch with my wife, and she's saying just focus on driving. But, you know, at this point, I'm already panicked. So, I couldn't believe I got, uh, it was very, very slow moving up 95. Parts of 95 are flooded, so that was diverting traffic uh, through single lanes. And then I get to Woodhaven. I sat on Woodhaven. Anyone who's familiar with the Philadelphia area knows that the stretch from 95 to Academy Road, I think, is about a mile. Might, might be less or a little more, uh, but it's, it's, it's about a mile. So I sat at Woodhaven for over an hour to get to Academy Road. And then there was some issues with Academy. I couldn't go down um, some other streets. They were they were all blocked off. So I had to take the long way around from Woodhaven uh, all the way to my house. Um, I still seem to have the hiccups. Uh, but yeah, so I, I got home and my basement... At this point, my my uh, in-laws were there helping my wife out, getting some water out of the basement. I grabbed my sump pumps, and we got to work. We had we're ripping up the rugs, uh, fixing up the garage, and and all this other stuff. So I ripped out the drywall um, and started pulling out the tile. I. I thought downstairs was 8x8 tile, but then I'm thinking, oh man, the house was built in like the 70s, so I better I better look this up. It turns out they were the 9x9 tiles that, that were vinyl asbestos, so the, the VAT tiles, the um, vinyl asbestos tiles. So I had to look up how to properly clean them, and, and uh, it, it wasn't that hard, just to make sure you're not frying them up. You know, it's as you're pulling them up, they're probably kicking dust in the air. So you just had to get some respirators, block off the vents and stuff like that. But I got I got all the the tile up and and uh, and got it properly disposed of. But the mastic, one thing I learned about was the uh, the mastic was underneath is also uh, asbestos mastic. So I I sealed that. Uh, what I looked up one way to properly um, cover it is just to use an epoxy type paint and that would seal everything up uh, to go into the insurance part of this uh, my, my entire block was um, experienced damage so so there were about uh, 10 or 15 houses total and I didn't know how insurance would cover this, whether it's an act of God or, or considered a flood. 
I talked to three public adjusters, my neighbor being one of them, is, and all of them pretty much told me the same thing. Without a sump pump endorsement within the basement, you will likely not get anything for rainwater. Once rain comes down out of the sky, hits the ground, it's considered groundwater. And if it seeps up and under your door, that is typically not covered under your insurance policy. So if you get an insurance policy and it has flood insurance, just know that unless the language says it will cover a rain event, then you are likely not covered in the event that a flood happen a flood happens in your house in this manner. Without a sump pump endorsement and the sump pump failing, then you're likely not covered here. For the damage that is done. So. That's one way. That the insurance companies can get you. It has to be. What a true flood is. And this was explained to me by my insurance agent. Um, it has to be a body of water. Such as a pond. Or a creek. That backs up into your house. It's insanity. That seems crazy to me. You pay all this money. You even pay extra money for flood insurance type type deal. Um, and if you're a veteran like I am, and you use a VA loan, sometimes your your uh, loan company will build the insurance, the flood insurance, into your loan. So you're paying that little bit extra every every month for the insurance policy. But just know that these events are not considered true floods so uh i thought that was really important to go over uh something i wanted to go over with you and the process of uh, what's going on with my house now currently the stage that i'm in of of rehabbing my house after the flood um i've done everything very very slow i ripped up the rug got tile up um painted the painted the floor uh, I ripped out the drywall, replaced the drywall, and then began to tape it. Um, and and it's been over, it's going on uh, a little over a month, probably going on two months now. I, th- I think September 12th will be two months. But I, I literally like took a weekend off. Um, the, I, I took one day, I replaced... I ripped out the drywall. I took the next day. I ripped out the paneling that was behind the drywall because one of the one of the walls still had the old uh, paneling on it behind the drywall. So uh, I ripped that paneling out. Did that in a day, um, and then I took one day and I replaced the drywall. And then the net, you know, so I'm doing everything little by little, stage by stage. Uh, there was a storage spot under my stairs that was, it was wide open. It had no framing to it. Uh, they just put um, plywood and they connected it to the stringer and the bottom plate, but there was no framing underneath it. Um, and they they had a very kind of uh, rigged up door there for the storage spot to open. And... It well, like when I bought the house, the door was already warped. I could tell there's no framing behind there, but I didn't want to bother 
going behind there and and um, fixing any of it. I, I just I wanted to leave it the way it was and then get to it when we remodeled the whole basement. But now we're in the process of remodeling the basement due to the flood. So uh, I still have uh, some some finishing to do. I got to I got to sand down the the uh, spackle that I put on the wall and probably put on another coat, finish up the corners, and then I'm going to frame underneath my um, underneath my stairs. So that way I have a more rigid spot to put the plywood when I put it back up and a, uh, a nicer door that doesn't warp. And, and then I'll paint it up and make it look all nice. Uh, I'll start putting, um, I'll start putting some pictures on our Facebook, uh, not Facebook page, on our Twitter page. We, we do have a Twitter page, Endless Gray One, at Endless Gray One. Uh, that's capital E, capital G, and the number one. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to end this segment right now. I got to go into work, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit more about the fall of Afghanistan and, um, you know, basically some of the efforts that I've seen for Hurricane Ida. Talk to you later. And welcome back to the show. Uh, it is currently 11.45 in the morning, and I am on my lunch. Uh, we start lunch at 11.30, and uh, I I just decided to eat real quick, and I got till 12.10. Uh, but this is a job where we're just taking one break, and then we're, we're rolling a little early. Um, so just to recap, like I said, it, it hasn't been, uh, I haven't done a show in a while because I've been dealing with some personal issues as far as the flood and then um, also with the fall of Afghanistan as a, as a veteran, uh, you know, I was, I was angry, but I wanted to collect my thoughts and make sure I was angry at the right people because it's, it's too easy to make snap judgments and and um, be angry at the wrong people. We do this all the time. So I, I went through and I listened to a lot of tutorials. I listened to the news. I listened to um, veterans videos on say like TikTok because there's been a lot of uh, talk about it on TikTok. And, and I read Facebook posts. And I really tried to get a feel on where people are with this at the moment. And the conclusion I came to was that we're in the same place we always are. Everything's so divided. Um, there's a lot of people blaming Biden. There's a lot of people blaming Trump. Uh, so I took, the, I took the approach that this was one giant operation. And it was headed up by two people. Not two separate operations. 
because I've been overseas and I know how things work. Um, especially being an engineer, we fall in on projects all the time. We, we fall in on unfinished projects all the time. So the, the fact of the matter is, you know, Trump administration started the negotiations with the Taliban and Joe Biden ended it, to say the least, to, to put it, you know, it's not really ended, I guess. But I know that when when a new administration comes in, or, or you know, I'll put it in my terms, when a new unit comes in and takes over projects and engineering projects, we're supposed to have briefs and we're supposed to have, uh, you know, hand over our logbooks like, hey, this is where we started, this is where we ended, this is where you should start, and this is where you need to end, and this is where you should be by this date. So, I, I would like to see all that information too, and, and who was involved. Uh, there was a lieutenant colonel from the Marine Corps that was recently um, relieved of his command because he went on social media and called out his top top of his chain, saying that he knows it wasn't just the administration, it also had a lot to do with the military, and he wanted accountability for someone somewhere. We have a history of not having accountability for anyone whatsoever. It's 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 quite ridiculous. Ever since Trump, um, ever since Bush got us into this war, uh, there were m mistakes made all 20 years, and going forward, we really have to account for all mistakes and account for everyone involved and how they were involved and what they did and. I honestly believe that uh, things things in this manner should be should be investigated, even if it came down to impeachment. Uh, that would be something I support. I, th I think by now, uh, the, um, I know Adam and, and Brian, the other two hosts on this show, uh, they haven't been involved in the show in a while, but they all they have their things going on, so. They can come back whenever they want to. Um, uh, Adam made a joke one time on one of the shows that I was a Biden supporter, and uh, and Brian was a Trump supporter, which is which. Brian is a Trump supporter, but for for myself, I really don't like politicians in general. Um, I get involved in my local politics because I feel like I'm the one who can make the change. If we're gonna make any type of change or we're gonna strive for any change, then I gotta be the one who does it. But uh, there's some people I trust and some people I don't trust. And typically at the top, I don't trust anybody. We have 535 members of Congress who are also involved in, in these movements and in these decisions and involved in decisions for the war. And none of them are held accountable for anything. It's, uh, you know, once they get in there, it's, it's like a lifetime job. They, they almost bank that the voters ain't going to change. And they bank that they can gerrymander. And they, they, they make, we need to make changes within Congress. And we need to make changes with, with how we elect presidents. Because right now, it's not working. 
they're, they're not representative of the people. And we only have two main parties, and it's too easy for those two parties to get too powerful and, and control everything about this country. It's a duopoly. But back to Afghanistan, like I said, um, from, from this point forward, we just got to hold people accountable for what they do, even if it comes at the top. We can't give them absolute power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I've been told that ever since I was in middle school and started learning about the presidential processes and, and how you pass bills and everything like that. But what they didn't go into is how bills are lobbied and, and how political action committees have big impact on everything that we do. When, when you're taught about it in school, it's like you're taught the perfect way. You know, we are a republic and the republic is democratically elected. The, the uh, representatives are democratically elected. So it's like you're, you're taught a romanticized version of it. You're not taught how things actually work. Um, right now, you know, I, that's really all I want to say about Afghanistan is, uh, is I'm blaming everybody. And right now, you know, uh, a, a big test of a leader is to go into a situation, you analyze the situation, you revise the situation if needed, or you revise the plan if needed, and then you continue and, and constantly reassess. And this is where I think this administration failed. And for that, they should be held accountable. But I also think the other administration should be held accountable for their part in it, too. Um, do, does that mean we give a degree of blame to everybody? Do we blame everybody the same? I don't think we can blame everybody the same. I think we have to lay a majority of the blame on the current administration, who's in office, and everything like that. I can say this now because I'm out of the army. As of July 4th, I got my my papers and, and I'm out now. And I'm allowed to say this because I'm a citizen. Had I been still in the army at this point, probably would have stayed away from this, this subject. Because as we, as we just saw, somebody as high ranking as a lieutenant colonel just relieved the command and is facing the consequences of doing the right thing. I stand behind that colonel. Um, I want to dedicate this portion of the show to the service members who recently died in the, in the suicide bombing attack. They're true heroes. I wish their family and their friends some condolences, and I hope that they find ways to cope with the loss in a healthy manner. Um, so yeah, that's that's really all I want to say about Afghanistan. I don't want to get too heavy into it because as a veteran, like we did our jobs, we went over there and we completed our mission, and it's not our fault that the administration's uh, messed up so bad in this manner. 
you know, if, if anyone needs help, they can reach out to me, reach out, uh, you know, in the DMs of Endless Gray one uh, on Twitter, and I will honestly get back to you. Just, you know, we, we can talk. I, I speak with my, my friends that I went to basic with and people who I served with overseas. I speak to them quite often, and we, we just make sure that everybody's doing well and, you know, we don't become one of the 22. And if you don't know what that means, it's 22 veterans commit suicide a day. So more recently, uh, just, just this past weekend, Ida hit uh, the hurricane. And I saw the vice admiral of the Coast Guard down there. And, and he was speaking about how uh, FEMA's been set up and they, they've been taking precautions and been, and been setting up beforehand. I just want to wish all the families down there affected. I want to wish them, you know, good wishes and, and perseverance over this storm. And hopefully things can get back to normal there quick because uh, there's a lot of damage from what I'm hearing. And the storm's just coming up the coast. And I know I think we're supposed to get tail end of here in Philadelphia, but we're not going to get anything like what it hit when it came on land. When it, when Hurricane Ida hit land down there in Louisiana, it was a Category Four, I believe, uh, and that's that's pretty bad. I think 140 mile an hour winds is taking down houses and stuff like that. Um, uh, I just have to prep. I, I myself had a flood more recently last month. Uh, in the beginning, about mid-July, just before the 15th. Uh, sorry, I have I have hiccups again. Um, but uh, I'll be pre more prepared. I'm, I'm going to try and and put um, do what my neighbor did and put some trash bags underneath the door so that way it doesn't come in. We we have a, a pretty significant gap in the door. Uh, right now, due to due to the last flood, we we tore up the carpets and stuff. So I'm going to try and put um, insulations and th things to stop the water from coming into my house if it if it gets that bad. And I'll put my pumps out so that way uh, it can pump it back out into the yard. Uh, if anyone around the Northeast Philadelphia area needs any help, just uh, uh, reach out to me. You can. Go endless gray one on Twitter and and reach out and I'll, I'll try to get back out to you guys and, and maybe help you out. Uh, I, I wanted to mention real quick I, I'm the advocate for VFW Post 9198. If anyone's around the uh, Northeast area, Northeast Philadelphia area, or the Andalusia, Bristol, and Croydon areas, and is looking to um, join a VFW. Please, please reach out. You can call me at 215-327-6814. Um, use that phone number. Please don't prank it. Uh, I, I'm really, I'm honestly looking to uh, help people get involved with the VFW and bring in more members. So, I, uh, I would like to just go into the end of the show right now for this segment um, I want to I just want to say 
something out there to all my service members, all the police, all the firefighters who are going to be dealing with the upcoming weather and situations overseas and stuff. You guys are real heroes. I've been in your shoes uh, and I'm no longer there. So I'm going to wish you guys all the luck in everything you guys do. So with that being said, I'm just going to end the show. This is the, the last segment for the show. And I wish everyone peace, prosperity, faith, hope, and charity. Take it easy, guys.